This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Navigation system. Please say a command. On. Ignition. Powered. Seatbelts. Fastened. Shift. Drive. Twin City sports fans, hold on tight. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, this is The Ride with Royce. He's going the distance. All right, we're at the uh, 3M Championship, the 26th senior annual senior event here. The first eight were played at Bunker Hills. Bunker, uh, the uh, Burnett was the sponsor for about three years, then it became Coldwell Banker Burnett when Coldwell Banker bought Burnett. And then uh, they moved over here. This course opened in 2000. And they moved over here in 2001 for the tournament, and it's been the 3M championship ever since. Uh, 26-year run. It was crazy when they first started. The first year, I wasn't here, but uh, they only played 36 holes because they had monsoons, mm-hmm. and they had thousands of people showing up for the, tur- the tournament, even in the terrible weather. So uh, anyway, it was, uh, uh, you know, it got off to a rousing start. I think it's uh, probably time to uh, get, move up to the PGA Tour, and uh, and that's what's going to happen next year, uh, July fourth uh, through seventh. Of course, there'll be other events here, and they're going to make it a party. It's a, it's a much bigger deal, a lot more tents. There's going to you know you don't have grandstands at a senior event like this. There'll right. be grandstands out for the people to watch it at certain holes that are uh, that the like this between you can put a grandstand behind 17 and you can watch golf at about four different holes and uh and there'll be grandstands all around the golf course and a lot more uh uh tents and a lot more of everything so pat let me ask you a question because the only thing i have to compare it to is the only two sporting event or golf events that i've i've been to live you know the Ryder cup out in 2016 and then the 09 uh pga but for for me, what do you, what do you expect for attendance wise for an event like that over oh, the course? Of- well, I'm sure they're hoping they uh, on uh, between those four days they get a hundred total. Wow, okay, I would guess. Uh, but don't compare anything to the Ryder Cup. No, that I know that. Like, yeah, that's I guess that was my point. That was I know like that that's insanity. Some- right. That was uh, <laughs> you know. Let's go out, drink as much beer as we oh can, God. and don't give a damn if we see a golf shot or not. The we're best gonna, We're gonna. That was the craziest. Uh, that was that was a monumental, unbelievable success, and one of the greatest money grabs in the history of uh, sportsdom. You know, my Just favorite so moment. So crazy that they're gonna do it again. Was, yes, was well, yeah. Co- me and Corzo, uh, after we were done with the show that day at six, we went and we had a cold one to relieve uh, all of our hard what work. What did that cost you? About eleven bucks. Well, Corzo paid, so I don't okay. remember. But we were walking back to the shuttle bus, and we did see a guy who was um, 
resting next to the That's tree. That's right. Oh yeah, I saw a few of those. I was walking back. I was walking back. I think on Saturday, and thought I'd take the scenic route to over through that open area mm-hmm, down mm-hmm. on the. Okay, if I'm in the clubhouse, if I'm facing down the hill over on the right hand side, there's that, and way down behind the, in the back, and uh, there were a lot of people resting. Oh my God! Some of them weren't resting; they were uh, losing their lunch. But it was, uh, it was, uh, you know, I don't want to say there were fifty thousand drunks out there, but there were fifteen thousand drunks. Oh, out there, there was a lot. There was a lot. That and was an did, absolute uh, party. I think the highlight was uh, following poor Danny Willett around on uh, the guy with the brother. Yep. Who sent out the uh, the, the ill time? Wrote the little essay. Uh, about what terrible fans, uh, U.S. fans were. And, yep. And uh, there were some things being said to poor Danny that, uh, that were not uh, good. And, and he, was, he had a gallery following him like Tiger Woods would have had. Yeah. Just to taunt him, not because they wanted no, to see him play just golf. Just because they wanted just to Just to yell crap. insults at him. So it was, uh, yeah, it's a... It's a it's a non-golf event. It's something else. I don't even know what planet it's from, but it's a completely <laughs> different operation. It was, uh, yeah, we're not going to be able to uh, replicate that uh, that craziness. But next summer's uh, really something because the uh, as a favor to the PGA, right? Uh, Hazeltine, let's see, Hazeltine did okay financially with the P- the PGA of America and the European uh, Tour keep most of the money but Hazeltine did just fine. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure help they did. Play f- pay for a lot of golf course modifications, help pay for the new clubhouse, stuff like that. So, Hazeltine is grateful f- to them and have, of course Hazeltine wants to get another another uh, Ryder Cup and the PGA wanted to bring another Ryder Cup, but they said, okay, you got to do something for us. We have the women's, we have taken over the women's PGA. It used to be the LPGA, and they, the, the PGA took it over. They call it the women's PGA, KPMG. They have a sponsor, but they've had a terrible time finding a location that wanted to host it, you know, because okay. they have, they don't do that well. And uh, so they've taken it for uh, next summer. So, and that's only two weeks before this one is here. So we're going to have a lot of golf coverage uh, next year. Well, and you knew you were talking about the Ryder Cup being its own animal and kind of out on its own. You knew it was big when my wife said, I want to go out there for a day. Because it was drawing in people that not only oh, don't yeah. follow golf, but they don't really follow sports. Did she go? Oh, yeah. She came out for a practice round. I think it was either that Tuesday or that Wednesday. I can't remember what day, but it was a day or two before they actually started playing. When they come back, and I won't be here to laugh at it probably. Uh, We don't know that. But when they come back, (laughs) I can guarantee you one thing. They aren't getting the weather in late September that they got this time. Yeah, Uh, 76 and blue with a nice little fresh wind, right? It was, was perfect. Uh, it, it was, was absolutely perfect. perfect. Nobody uh, told them. Hey, Larry Mize has arrived. We'll take our break and uh, talk to Larry when we get back. How's that? Of course, we've got the train. 
The Ride with Royce. Now let's get to the traffic report. We've got an update for you on the weather. Traffic and weather together. Yeah, it's the typical Friday uh, mess. This one sponsored by your locally owned Domino's. Uh, that jam on westbound 94 just past 169 related to a just cleared crash at Hemlock. All lanes now open. That wreck thinned the crowd enough that the drive from the Fish Lake split up to 101 in Rogers is under 15 minutes. That's pretty good. However, you will see delays between 101 and the Crow River. Speaking of 101, everything goes bad at County 37. That's due to a fairly serious crash up at County 39. That's just prior to the Mississippi. Introducing Domino's Hotspots. Get pizza delivered to outdoor locations like parks, beaches, and more. Not at home? Not a problem. Visit dominoes.com for details on Domino's Hotspots. Most of cloudy 72 tonight, 83 right now. 988. Live inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios, this portion of the Ride with Royce today is brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. Proud sponsors of the Beer Show, Thursday nights on 1500 ESPN. Larry Mize, 1987 Masters champion, in rather dramatic fashion, as I recall. I was there. Uh, is with us. Uh, nice little uh, 67 today uh, uh, at, on TPC Twin Cities. Larry, congratulations. No, thank you very much, Pat. I, 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 uh, I, I putted really well today. I tell you, the putter was working great and uh, very happy to shoot five under. Is that the uh, key for all your rounds? What? What? What do you need to shoot 67 beyond making putts? Is there what what gives you trouble and what when it's going good? What allows well, you to play good? Yeah, I mean you know, the putter is a big key. I mean you've got to you got to putt good to play to shoot a low number. And uh, so I did that today. I, I had a few shots that weren't quite uh, what I wanted. So I work on that this afternoon. But uh, the biggest thing is you know some really good iron shots and just uh, the putter. The putter is the biggest part. So uh, how far you hit it now? The new equipment help you? It does. Uh, I, I, it's funny. I hit it farther now than I did when I was in my twenties. But uh, <laughs> but I, I'm still not very. I'm still short out here. These oh, guys. Yeah. These guys bomb it out here. What do you? What kind of clubs do you use? I use uh, Strixon. Okay. So, uh, oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's uh, that's uh, not a, uh, a big brand, but uh, some good players use that. You've been with them a long time. I, I have. They're a very good company. A good golf ball, and uh, I uh, really have enjoy being with them. They're good. Good people and good equipment. What, uh, what, uh, what, how'd you hit the driver today? Good? You know, the driver was a little suspect today. I, I didn't hit it very well, so I'll be working on that this afternoon. Um, I need to drive it better than I did today, or, uh, or I won't be talking to you tomorrow. So, as, as a champion stir player, they get you up here and you play a pro amp. Did they, did he recruit you for more than one, or did you just play one pro amp? You know, I only played one this week. I play two every other week. Okay. And, and this week was my week to only play one, and, uh, had a great group uh, on Wednesday, and we had a lot of fun, and uh, you know, just uh, always enjoy coming up here to Minneapolis. How often can you practice? Uh, you said you got to go work on some things. Do you keep your practice to, when you're in the tournament? I mean, or do you you practice on Monday and Tuesday too before you get to a place? You practice just I, as much as you used to. I do. I don't practice as long. I, I, I like to think that I can practice smarter. I can mm-hmm. get more done uh, in less time. And, you know, to make sure my back and my body holds up, I, uh, I kind of count the balls. I try and not hit more than 100 or so at a time. I'll take a break and come back. But uh, I don't practice as hard as I used to, but I, pa- I practice smarter. Uh, Larry, there's, golf is an amazing sport because uh, 
the the hot streaks and, the, and you got to make hay when you're when you're playing. You're right. And it's it, when you look at guys' careers. I mean, there's ten or twelve superstars, but it, the periods where a guy's a, a great player. Uh, I, I was thinking of Francisco Molinari. All of a sudden, he's the best player in the world for a month. How, right. how does that happen? You know, you just get things going. I mean, you get in the zone, as they call it, or you know, you get the putter really hot, and uh, things get going. And uh, it is. That's what happens. That's what amazes me for someone like you know Tiger Woods or Jack Nicklaus to play so well, yes, or, right. or, or Bernhard Langer out here to play so well for so long is amazing, uh, because that's not easy to do. I was watching a regular event like uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I can't even remember who the guy was, but he's won three times. He's been out there 20 years. He's won three times, and he did it in a period of five weeks or something. You know, wow. I mean, something like that. That uh, You just get into the, what was your, where did you feel that you were playing your best when you were out there? Um, it, it was, you know, in my in my. Uh, Mid mid late twenties was probably when I was playing my best. I mean, it's funny some guys play their best in their mid thirties, and I played okay then. But I was playing my best in my uh, mid and late twenties is when I, I came out, and I came out when I was twenty three. So I guess I was kind of you know a little young younger than some guys, and uh, you know got off to a good start and played really well in my twenties. Uh, you're uh, you're from Augusta. How far uh, how far away from the golf course did you live? You know, it, um, probably only about ten minutes away. Okay, so it wasn't wasn't that far. I uh, I went down. I covered a lot of those, so I kind of know the area. You over on the where were you on the uh, on the other side of Augusta Country Club, or where the heck were you? Uh, yeah, I was I was more. Uh, uh, away from Augusta Country Club and Augusta National, kind of more to the, uh, more to the east. Uh, Where did you? What was your home course? Where did you play as a kid? Augusta Country Club. Oh, you did. I, okay. I was very fortunate to play there. It's a great golf course, and uh, I was very, uh, very, very fortunate to grow up playing there. They had a great junior program with a lot of good players. At uh, you can peek right over the fence at thirteen there, huh? Exactly. <laughs> I, I used to drool over that fence. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, what's when you're a kid down there, just, just golf just come naturally. You, hundreds of junior players, you know, because you're right there in the middle of it. I really think so. I think you know, golf is big, and but especially in Augusta with the Masters, I think yeah. it really is big. And my dad played, which got me into it. And uh, but uh, you know, you just uh, you know, it's just very popular, you know, in Augusta. A lot because of the Masters, yeah. And it helps the economy a little down there. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you still uh, live there? Where no, I, li- I live in Columbus, Georgia now. Oh, okay. I live on the other side of the state, but it, it helps the economy a great deal. You're right. So uh, what? Uh, how, what's, how often are you playing? Every week you can or just? You, yeah, I, you... I play most weeks. I, don't, I play about 20 or 22 weeks a year, so I don't play all the tournaments, but I play most of them. I mean, we could, uh, we're very fortunate to have this. We've got a great tour, and, uh, you know, we've really enjoyed 3M. It's been a great sponsor. We've been, enjoyed our time up here, so I, uh, I play a fair amount of them. Last one of these, there uh, seems to be a kind of a sadness among the seniors that they're not going to get to play here anymore. Well, we are. We, you know, we're sad we don't get to come back, but we're also very thankful that we had it, and we just want to thank 3M for their, uh, their commitment and for uh, you know, 27 years up here. It's been a great run, and we've, uh, we've really enjoyed it. What do uh, uh, what, you think they can uh, put some more bite in this golf course? Well, it's going to be interesting to see. I'm going to enjoy watching it next year. Um, I think I'll make a point because I know they're going to lengthen it. They're going to bring in some trees. They're going to narrow the fairways a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, those young kids on the PJ Tour are awfully good. So I, I still think scores will be good, but it'll be, uh, we'll have to wait and see how, yeah, how good it is. I was out, and they were showing me some of the changes. There's some things you can do, but 
when they can hit it that far, it's hard to protect yourself. It is, and this course is in such good shape. You can uh, get that flat stick roll and make a lot of putts. How much do you get to watch uh, the, the current guys? You know, I, I don't watch them too much. I watch them a little bit, um, uh, but, I, but, yeah, I don't watch it a whole lot. I've seen much of Dustin Johnson. He's a different kind of beast. Isn't Man, he? I, I tell you, I, I can't, uh, I, I can't comprehend the, the game. <laughs> These guys hit it so far, and uh, you know they're just—they're in great shape. I think they—they, they, you know, with the trainers and everything, they know what to do better than we did back years ago, and uh, they're just in great shape, and they—they uh, they just uh, can really, really get that club moving at a fast speed. Larry Mize is with us. They. But when they're hitting a nine iron, they're jacking up these clubs. I mean, it's, right. I mean, you're not, you still, when you hit a nine iron, are you still hitting a nine iron? No, I mean, you know, we were talking about that today. I mean, pretty much a, a wedge now is what a nine used to be. Mm -hmm. It's all, it's almost, the lofts of clubs have moved basically a okay. full club. Okay, back. Huh? Yeah, so all of a sudden, when you're hit, that's why you have to have a gap wedge. Oh, yeah. Because the wedges are like a nine iron used to be, so you got to have a gap wedge to, with your sand wedge to fill the gap. So, uh, so how far? What what is your? What are you hitting now? Two eighty, two ninety? I wish. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm about a two sixty five. Okay. Yeah. And which is about what you hit it when you won the Masters? Huh? No, I was a little short. I was about two sixty when I won the Masters. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I was a little shorter, but uh, it, was, it was a lot different then. Well, uh, you know, at that eighty seven Masters, if you hadn't made that uh, shot, I don't know if we would have got another hole played. It was getting a little dark, wasn't it? It, it was. It was close, <laughs> and I'm, I'm 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 okay that we didn't go any further. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. It's uh, it is amazing how they push it down there. You know, they want to have it in prime time, but it's getting dark. In yeah, that golf course. exactly. What do you think of uh, what they've done to that? They've, I mean, it's gotten awful long. It has, but they've done a really good job. I mean, these kids hit it so far. They needed to do something, and uh, you know, the scores are still what I think they should be at Augusta. And so, mm -hmm. I think they've done that well. They're good. I think they're lengthening number five for next year. So, uh, and that'll be uh, that'll be good for these young kids. And uh, I uh, I think I think it's really they've done a good job of keeping up with technology and how how good these kids are getting. The one that always uh, surprised me was number two because the next move was the parking lot. Yeah. I mean, you were, yeah. you were back to the back fence there it was amazing you're right all right larry uh, congratulations and uh, have a have a good next two days you bet pat thanks right, for having thanks. me appreciate it larry mize uh one of the uh i think we had seven fellas at uh, five under and uh, glenn day was at six i mean five uh, yeah five under and glenn day is at six under and uh the uh 3m championship resumes tomorrow here we'll be back John Height there with more news. On he is foaming at the mouth and ready for this Oliver update. Oliver Drake acquisition. Uh, <laughs> yeah, boy, I hope uh, I hope it didn't. I hope the lineup at the ticket windows isn't too uh, fantastic tonight. After they found out we brought in Oliver Drake, <laughs> he sounds like a bad guy in a Batman movie, doesn't he? <laughs> Oliver Drake. Oh, you don't mess with Oliver Drake. Uh, That's right. Guy with his own group. He'll of little, kidnap your family. Little guy, you know. He had the. He, he sounds like the leader of those little the guy that had all the little robbers with the masks on that ran around. I'll tell you what, here, see, we're going to catch that Oliver Drake. Here, see, we're going to bring him down. I tell you, we're going to bring him down. Uh, this update.
Mondays sponsored by Indeed. Are you hiring? With Indeed, you can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started at Indeed.com slash hire. Uh, Viking coach Mike Zimmer opened his talk with reporters today by saying he wanted to debunk a report about linebacker Anthony Barr possibly being on the trading block. Anthony is my guy, number one. We are unequivocally not trying to trade Anthony. Um, you know, he's my the first draft pick we ever had with him, uh, with me. He's helped this defense go from 32nd or 31st or whatever it is to being pretty good. And so there's no none whatsoever um, uh, truth to the to that rumor. Where did that rumor come from? Does anyone know he, where it me, started? He wouldn't say. He he didn't say where the. Uh, did you see it anywhere? Yeah, there was a, uh, I, and I don't know who the reporter was, but there was a constant buzz as we say that. Was it Courtney? No, it wasn't Courtney. <laughs> no, I want Courtney her to go down there and stir things up. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, about him being potentially well, traded she, to Seattle for safety Earl Thomas and Kenny, some draft she, pick compensation. Kenny, she did stir things up. What did she do? Oh, she's got uh, Andrew Sandejo. Yeah. Walking around with a hat that says "Make football violent again," Ooh. and then she's got Sendeo talking about that. So uh, good, it's uh, quite the deal. Uh, so anyway, give uh, us a couple more items, will you, Johnny? Okay, sure. Uh, Zimmer, by the way, even he was so worried about this, uh, he was supposed to talk to reporters after practice. He decided to do it before practice because ah. he wanted to make sure they understood. Mm. That, oh, he uh, can get upset. I figure Barr's gone by uh, next Tuesday. <laughs> Is that what your sources are telling you? <laughs> if it was baseball, that'd be the way it goes. Uh, Twins opening up a weekend series against the Royals at Target Field tonight. Jake Odorizzi for the Twins. Heath Fillmeyer pitches for Kansas City. And boy, that uh, news you previewed there, Patrick. The Twins signing a couple free agents today. Mm-hmm. Or no, I guess they picked them up off waivers. Off waivers yeah. Oliver Drake, a right-handed pitcher, claimed from Toronto. And infielder Johnny Field from Tampa Bay. Uh, Drake will be joining the team tomorrow. Field will be sent to Rochester. This will be the fifth team this year that Drake has pitched for. Are you here by circle? (laughs) Reavers is upset because he wanted to sign him for the Fairball Lakers. I did. I was really hoping he was going to make it all the way down to us. This would be his last year, wouldn't it? I mean, five five teams in one year? Fourteen games. Year's not over. Between Milwaukee, Cleveland, the Angels, and Toronto so far this year, the Twins will be his fifth. Oh, uh, one and one, excuse me, with an ERA over seven for Oliver Drake. Johnny, uh, Peter Lonard is here ready to talk to us, so we're going to let you go. Thank you. The ride with Royce continues. But first, traffic and weather together with traffic and weather. The traffic report giving you a radio weather forecast together. Let's go up to Elk River. This one's sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. And yep, sure enough, Northbound 101. Why did I say it like that? 101. It's a disaster again today leading up to Elk River. A wreck near County 39 caused all that. Uh, that's just prior to the Mississippi. Your travel time, 30 minutes at the very least between 70th and U.S. 10. Speaking of 10, westbound 10, 35 dub, 169 in Elk River, 35 minutes. Yeah. Uh, in your westbound 94 travel time, creeping up on the Hot Mess Express, a 16-minute drive from the Fish Lake split up to 101 in Rogers. You have enough things to worry about every day. Insurance shouldn't be one of them. You can leave worry behind when Liberty stands with you. Liberty Mutual Insurance. Mostly cloudy, 72 tonight, with showers possible into tomorrow. It's 83 now.
Is uh, with us. Uh, he's uh, one of the year five hundred sixty-seven. Or you, where were you at? Six hundred. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure. There's so many uh, leaders here that I didn't. That's good. That's good. Six hundred sixty-six. All right. We just had Larry Mize here, and I see in your uh, bio that you're a big Greg Norman fan. Yeah. That was probably not a happy moment for you, 1987, when uh, Mize knocked it in. Huh? He broke our hearts. I, I, that was pretty much the year I turned pro too. I think. <laughs> is so, that uh, right? Yeah, Augusta was the one that uh, I think all the Australians expected Norman to win at some stage, and, uh, and yeah. uh, there was a lot of heartache oh, that was over a bad the one. years. I was there for Feldos, too. Oof, that was worse. Yes, uh, that was worse. <laughs> that was uh, worse. Uh, <laughs> Peter, uh, made a, he made a hole-in-one here on uh, number four. How many you had in competition, do you know? I can honestly say I have no idea. I reckon oh, really? it's, it's between five and ten, I reckon, okay. over, the, over the years. I know I remember two of them because I won whole, a car years ago. Couple of cars. And, oh, really? Uh, yeah, that was my first hauling one. Was I won a car? So uh, that's good. That was in Asia, and they actually paid me in cash, which uh, <laughs> was a bit of a shock to the system. Thirteenth, thirteenth uh, hole in one here, and that'll get that'll get and that'll get your round started too. Making a one, that's always good. Huh? It sure will. I hit a couple of shots, um, relatively close the first few holes, and missed them. And I thought, oh, this is going to be a long day. And then you know, obviously the whole one, you know, just gets you off on the right foot, and off we went. John uh, Hultquist, who uh, runs the media room for us, was telling me you were in San Francisco heading for Australia when you found out you were in here today. In here, yeah, a bit of a long story. We uh, played the Open last week yes. out, up in um, uh, St Andrews, and so I flew from Edinburgh to Chicago, Chicago to San Fran, and then I was going home, and then I got into the Reno tournament. So I uh, turned around, went to Reno. I hit about ten balls on the range there, and then I got a text saying. <laughs> You're in, you're in the 3M, and I went. I'll go play. How? I, so I'll go. You could have played in Reno if you wanted to. Yes, so I was in Reno, so I pulled out of Reno, went went back to the hotel, packed my suitcase, went back to Reno, airport, flew back to San Fran, caught the midnight <laughs> flight over here, got here at five o'clock in the morning, played at twelve thirty in the afternoon in the oh, pro am. Played in the pro am. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what do you? Uh, they're gonna. Uh, upgrade this golf course and put the big boys on it. Uh, what do you think? And uh, can they toughen it up a little? Yeah, they're going to. I'm sure they'll toughen it up yeah. a little bit. I'm sure the the fairways. They'll ask a few more questions as far as width goes, yeah. and um, yeah. and they're definitely going to have to be a little longer, or mm-hmm. at least make the fairway softer. I suppose the you know the new kids they hit it straight and they hit it a long way now. So you know you're looking at 300 off every tee, and yeah. you know you want to give them a couple of shots where they've got to hit. You know, at least be questioned with some long irons and some holes. They're uh, going to do something funky here with the cl- finishing hole, but they're still going to let you try to make eagle. Uh, that's that's that. There's been a lot of exciting golf played on that hole on yeah, late, I'm sure late on you know, Sundays because guys are making three and six. And, and, I don't think there's anything better than a par five on the last mm-hmm. hole at any tournament. You know, particularly now that mate, nearly every, they set it up so everyone can get there for two and then. You know, a bit of water can really hurt a few people. How many years did, did you play here regularly? How many years? I played for about, I, th- I think I got my card in 2001. I was actually playing in Europe in those days, and uh, I actually came over to the tour school just for a bet with one of my mates okay. and uh, got my card and started playing okay, and I stayed for another 10 years. And okay. then uh, and then probably 2010, 2011, I went home. And uh, you, you went home? You didn't go yeah. back to Europe either? No, I went back to Australia and... Uh, yeah, it's just sort of slowed up a bit, you know. Where are you from, Melbourne? Sydney. Sydney, okay. Yes. Well, yes. We're, yeah. we're right. far more educated in Sydney. <laughs> <laughs>
What uh, I was saying this to Larry Mize, golf amazes me because, like Francisco Molinari now is the best player in the world for a month. How, how that happens, you know? Well, I he mean, just snuck up hot. on everyone, didn't he? Yeah, but these hots. I mean, you guys, when you're having a hot streak, you got to make hay, man. Because <laughs> that's right. I mean, there's there's 15 superstars, but everybody else needs the hot streaks, right? Yeah. When, when was the best you ever played? Um, that's a tough question. I'd probably 2004, 2005 was probably my mm-hmm. hot streak. Um, you know, maybe mid-90s I was actually a club pro and uh, I had a very good run in Australia, which actually I decided to quit the job and move mm-hmm. on and do whatever. So, uh, you know, you just got to take your opportunities. There's always little things that turn your life around on these tours and uh, sometimes you take them and you, and you move to the next level and sometimes you miss them and... You know, it can ruin some guy's career. They never any good again. So, what were you doing before the senior? Were you were you playing regularly or not before coming out here? Uh, no, funny enough, I was going to. Uh, believe it or not, I've just got married and I've just had a little baby girl, so she's ten months at home. And is this number one? <laughs> this is number one. Really? Yes, yeah, it was. Man, you waited a, a while. Bit huh? of a shock to the system. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure whether it's going to actually keep me younger or actually kill me. But uh, so that's why you're doing all that flying to get back home. For that's why we were in a hurry to get home. Baby. Yes, see to see baby. you. See the Bubba. So, uh, you know, I haven't played pretty much most of the year. I played the USPGA seniors. Um, I was in the Open at uh, St Andrews, so I thought I'd go play Germany and Switzerland before it just to, mm-hmm. to play. Yeah. And um, somehow I got in the Players' Championship, so I played the Players' Championship here and then went straight over to uh, to the Open. You were telling me your first event, you, you turned 50 last July just in time to play in the British Open and finish third, the British senior and finish third. Huh? Yeah, that was a nice little start to... You know, things mm-hmm. it was uh, it was actually quite strange because I actually got on the range and I actually knew everybody. So uh, <laughs> for the last ten years, I've hardly known anybody on the ranges. So uh, it was, you know, very comfortable. And that's a, that sort of golf is actually what I really enjoy playing. So. Uh, not long ago, Australia lost the great Peter Thompson. Uh, I 1983 Senior Open at Hazeltine. He finished second or third. He was uh, yep. Billy Casper won it. But I got a chance to interview him a couple of times. What a character. He hey, was great. He's a funny guy. He, um, yeah. You know, he's always wonderful to me. He uh, he had a way about him. Um, last week, Peter uh, Peter Fowler, one of the Australian pros, was telling me, he said uh, years ago he was at the Open at St Andrews and Mr Thompson came walking out and said, oh, Peter, how are you? He says, what are you, uh, what are you doing? He said, oh, I'm playing the, uh, the Open Championship, Mr Thompson. And he said, oh, wonderful. So... Uh, Peter said to Mr. Thompson, he said, I'd, you know, I suppose you've got a lot of secrets about how to play this course and, you know, the best way to get it around, Mr. Thompson. He goes, yes, lots. And he said, after he said, he said, play well this week and turned around and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember the story I remember him telling me was he'd, he'd been an investor in movies in Australia. He'd invested okay. in some movies and he said he'd somebody handed him this script about this crazy story about Armageddon and guys driving through the, you know, fighting after the post-apocalypse and the whole thing and uh, said, I thought it was the silliest thing I ever uh, read and that was Mad Max. Mad Max. <laughs> yeah, he, was telling, he was lamenting the money that he'd given yes, away because they, they wanted a little money from that. But uh, So what, are you going to play here and, and now the, uh, the, the seniors are off next week, so you're going home? Yep, so I'm going home. Uh 
depending upon like if they play early Sunday morning like they are tomorrow, well, I'll be on the plane Sunday night on the way home. So, uh, looking forward to getting home and hopefully you, they're still there. Have you run into Adam Scott lately? How's I he haven't going? seen Adam for okay, for yeah, a fair while, while, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, he's always good. There's nothing. Yeah, hey, yeah. The, uh, there's never anything wrong with him. I just uh, wondered how that was. Working. Yes, I'm not sure what he's doing with that. I don't yeah. know whether he's using the broomy or the or the short one. It's always a a bit of a guess, really. What's I think. the baby's name? Yvonne. So she Yvonne. So she's Yvonne. named after, okay. named after my mother. So uh, oh, okay, wonderful. Let's say uh, it was a. She, she may not have a sister or brother, though. <laughs> I don't like her chances. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Peter. Good luck uh, Saturday and Sunday. Sir. That's great. Thanks. All man. right, Thanks. Uh, Peter Lonard, uh, six hundred par, uh, one of the leaders here at the three M Championship. Thank you, sir. Chris Reavers, is there anything more fun in local sports than Mike Zimmer when he's got the red hiney? God, no. <laughs> he has, what's the last time he stormed out to, uh, oh, the uh, animals, the uh, the stuffed toys. Oh, we've he, had something uh, since then, though, haven't we? No, no, but when he had to storm out to talk about it ahead of time, you know, like yeah. he did today. Uh, the... Uh, the uh, stuffed animals. Remember that he just he was sputtering. He was so upset. And that was 2016, right? Was that? Yeah, that yeah. was 2016. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. the bye week. Yeah, when we exactly. all thought he was going nuts. Uh, but uh, <laughs> of course, then they come back. So this, so so this had become a talking point locally. I missed this. Well, um, apparently, and I don't want to go judge on it by any means, but. I do find it interesting that he thought that he should get out in front of this. It's either one of two things. It's there is smoke or there is a fire here because there's smoke or there really is nothing else to talk about because well, we think the Vikings are going to be good. And here's the other thing. Earl Thomas is not going to. How are you going to pay him? Right, because he wants to I mean, a if, contract. You, if you can't pay Barr, how are you going to? You think Earl Thomas is going to show up here? Well, and the other thing is, I doubt that. I mean, he hasn't even shown up for Seattle for Seattle camp. No, no, they're no, going to end up just releasing thing. him anyway. Huh? They're going to end up just having to release him anyway because he's already on the hook for a bunch of money, and I don't think anybody else is going to want to pay him that. I don't think they'll release him. though. somebody will take him and then try to pay him. Is no deal. What is he now? He's thirty or thirty-one, right? Well, that and he had also be, yeah. he had also toyed with the idea of retirement last year. Yeah. yeah. So I don't. I don't know. He had broke. He broke his leg. Right. I'll yeah. tell you what, though. You get him in here for three years to play with Harrison Smith, you'd oh be pretty God. good on the back end. I'll would say. Be. Yeah. That would. Uh, and uh, you know. The fact that Zim's all upset about it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. That's my theory. Right. Although, here's the deal. This isn't like hockey trades or baseball trades. They don't happen. The NFL doesn't trade. I mean, the, the, number, the number of players you acquired through trades, unless they're draft choices or something, you know, getting an extra draft choice on a draft choice night is very minimal. And uh, you just... You know, well, we it, did have the Bradford trade in training camp yes, a couple of did. years ago. Yeah, you did. But that, but that was, was a that unique was, circumstance. That was absolute because, desperation. Yes. Yeah. And uh, that, not this case. But that's good to see Zim all fired up. Oh, God. Well, it gives him something to uh, 
to uh, – do you, you really think Anthony Barr is his guy because they drafted him? No, he wasn't two years ago. He was ripping him, right? Yeah, and I, I, I do actually believe him because he does seem very proprietary, especially with his defensive players. He does love his defensive yeah, players. Yeah, I, I actually do believe him the when guy he says that. Is, I think there's still a monster inside that body, don't you? Well, he's the Bar. kind of guy Anthony that could, yeah, he's the kind of guy that could really be a Six superstar. Foot five linebackers are not that easy to find. Especially Earl, ones Earl that Thomas. run four sixes. Earl Thomas, by the way, is only twenty nine guys. Is he really? He won't, he won't be thirty till next year. Huh. Well I thought he was older than what that. What a dysfunctional mess that team has turned Seattle, into, by yeah. the way. Yeah, well, it, you know, and I, I love the guy, and I'm all for NFL guys getting every nickel they can get, especially one that's been beat up like him. But his theory that he should get paid because he's the only one of the four guys left doesn't seem to be. No. I, I, I don't know what the logic of that one is. Well, I just it, look it back. It hasn't been because he's been loyal to them. It's been because they haven't gotten rid of him. Well, you know? look back, too. I mean, Richard Sherman thought the same thing, and I know he had a really significant injury, but... He thought he was going to get a deal, and they flat out just released him, and he went and signed with the Niners. So it, I don't know. It, it, it's 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 a mess over there in Seattle, that's for sure. Yeah, and uh, of course I love the Andrew Sandejo thing, who of course would be replaced by Earl Thomas if uh, <laughs> this happened. Apparently, he's walking around with a hat uh, today uh, with the slogan "Make Football Violent Again." Ooh, I saw Courtney's uh, story on ESPN. Hard-hitting safety Andrew Sandejo is uh, sending an unmistakable message toward the NFL via a popular political slogan. According to Sandejo, the gift was a the hat was a gift from a former Viking teammate. It fits good and it's black and I like it. It's got a good message, he said. Apparently, they had their meeting yesterday with uh, Morelli, and they don't know what the hell's going on either, the Vikings. Well, but this, not, this yeah. new rule, first of all, it's the number one complaint we've had about this league. You're now making a complicated rule and an infraction even more complicated with the, with the personal fault. You know, oh, and last night, did you see the oh four they called? Oh, my God, yes. I just saw, I didn't watch any of the game, but I saw the replays. Uh, if those are... If those are lead with the helmet, going to throw people out of the game stuff. Did any of those people get thrown out? Or I they don't just think so. The one, that, the one that I saw was the poor safety from Baltimore. You know, it's the fourth quarter. This kid's trying to make the team. So, of course, yeah. he's trying to but, have a hard hit on somebody. Yeah, but, and then I heard the guy, uh, Terry McCauley, was, uh, I, I happened to hear the last two minutes, and because they were talking about that, I listened. And Macaulay's saying, well, they're calling everything right now, and then they're going to sort it out later. Well, that's stupid. Yes, it is. That's, that doesn't, that stu- doesn't tell me what I can do and what I they're can't just, do. They're just deciding it on the fly, basically. Yes. And that's, you, you can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. You have to figure out everything, how everything's going to work in the offseason. It just seemed like they worked on this and decided it two days before the first preseason game. It's ridiculous. Sendeo, uh, uh, anyway... Uh, uh, Mike Zimmer, I didn't realize he was on this committee that came up with this rule, right? Did you know that? I did not know that. He was on the competition committee? Really? Uh, basically, they don't want you to use the helmet as a weapon because the helmet, when it was first brought into the league, was for protection. And now if some of the crown of the helmet hits, it can be dangerous, Zimmer said. So they're trying to eliminate that from the game and make players more safe. I have no problem with that. Well, we'll see what a problem he has if one of his guys gets thrown out uh, for what he considers to be an iffy call. Well, and they did say that the Pete Morelli did say the other day that 
the Anthony Barr hit on Aaron Rodgers last year that knocked Aaron Rodgers out for most yeah, of the season would have been under the new when rule would have been change, a penalty. When did they change the rule that you can't use your full force of your body to throw a guy to the ground this year? This I think that this is it's this off season. Yeah, the I just saw that. Judd point this out that uh, uh, let's let's make it easier for the refs. Uh, if you use 65% of your body weight to throw a guy to the ground, it's okay. But if you use 100%, then you can't. Then it's not If good. you use 67%, yes, that's too right. much. Yes, that's yeah. too much. What a, they make, that is the most impossible job in sports. Every other sport kind of tries to simplify the rules as you mm-hmm. go along. Uh, even golf has started to sympathize. Well, try to, uh, you know, make their rules uh, look less thick. Anyway, uh, NFL, they're idiots, but we love them. We'll be back. Tell me you will try to slip away somehow. At the Home Depot, we have the tools for you to give the gift of a smarter home with savings on top brands like the Google Hub, a command center for your smart devices that raises the IQ of your entire home. Or the Nest Learning Thermostat that helps you conserve energy and save on your bill. And if you don't know what to get, gift cards are a smart gift no matter what they get. So this year, gift smarter with savings on tools to make your holiday magic. The Home Depot. How doers get more done.